welcome to the premiere episode of the When the Cake Talks foodcast. I'm Jasper. And the cake. So thanks for clicking on the link and joining us. So first we're going to introduce ourselves and why we're doing this foodcast. So I'm a PhD history student studying 19th century Britain and Australia. And one of the reasons I'm really excited to start this series is to share the food and culture of where I live, both here in London and the wider UK. Hello everyone, I'm DK, founder of the Winner Cake Toast Facebook and Instagram account. I come to the UK in 2016 uh, to study food anthropology of food. I have worked as a chef and I'm fascinated by everything about food. So you might recognize I have a different accent than Jasper because I'm Taiwanese. So English is not my first language. Oh, but it's very good. Thank you. So Jasper, would you tell us the structure of this exciting foodcast? Yeah, sure. There's going to be four strands. Firstly, puddingology, where we examine British desserts and sweet treats, their history, recipes and tastes. Secondly, beyond Bao, an exploration of Taiwanese food, which is more than just the world-famous Bowser buns. Third, food and travel in the UK, I think that one's quite self-explanatory um, and will bring you some of our personal experiences. And finally, the global table, a chance to find out about, how f- about food cultures and food from across the world with a few guests on the foodcast. episode mm-hmm. gonna be because it's gonna be fun to make you want to listen to our next episode so we create this like the five british pudding have weird names yeah weird or unusual names and i guess oh okay yeah <laughs> sorry that's right unusual more <laughs> less offensive i'd say yeah so as the cake says this first episode is a sort of an appetizer an appetizer into the rest of the <laughs> The foodcast. So, five British puddings with unusual names. So, I think a good place to start um, is with that word pudding and what what it means. So, when we say the word pudding, what do you what immediately comes to mind? Right. Yes. So, pudding. I know. Uh, in Taiwan, pudding means something like a a special dessert made from egg and cream and milk mm-hmm. so it's like just it's a it's like it's an egg dessert and everybody knows pudding actually but when i come to london england and then i figure like pudding means lots of things right yeah that's right like lots of things basically all the sweet stuff is pudding as i know yes so yes i suppose pudding as a a synonym for dessert so like what do we have what, what's for pudding being the same as what's for dessert the sort of sweet yeah. section of a meal but as well as that everyday sort of usage there's uh, pudding also is refers to non-sweet so savory foods as well so sort of savory puddings would be black pudding yorkshire pudding um, steak and kidney pudding so mm. sort of an evolution in in the what that word is refers to in english food and then as yeah you pointed out elsewhere around the world in english-speaking countries it also refers to different things so in like north america the common connotation is sort of an, a custody de- sweet wibbly I think we dessert. talk about the same thing that like American and Taiwan. Yeah. I think, but I'm not so sure. Because in Taiwan, there's a specific brand that people kind of hate. 
because that brand is a bit bad. But everybody knows when you talk about pudding, we immediately related to that brand,、mm-hmm. and it tastes. I can't find anything similar in London, like what it what it. Special Taiwanese pudding taste. It's really nice. I like it, but yeah, it's a really bad brand. They are evil, by the way. <laughs> okay, good. So I think that, so. Some there's all some confusion. So I know、um, someone from North America. They were invited round to, to someone in the UK's their house and said, "Oh, we should bring everyone should to a dinner party and everyone should bring a pudding with them." And so they the, these North Americans thought it's very odd that. You would want to bring pudding. They, it's not. They didn't think it was a particularly nice th- thing or app- appetizing thing to eat. But when they then they realised, oh, it just means broadly a dessert. It made more sense. You know, you thought, why? Why were six people bringing? Everyone was bringing a pudding. <laughs> right. They thought that was a bit too much. But there, it's a bit off pudding. <laughs> After our pudding topic, then we finally gonna move to our main topic today, like the five unusual pudding names in Britain. Yes. <laughs> right. So,、uh, as I know, like、uh, British sometimes like to name their food with very interesting names. As I know, like there's toad in a hole,、mm. angels on horseback, a <laughs>、uh, pig in the blankets. Oh yeah. And Scotch woodcock. Yeah, I've not heard of that. It maybe sounds like a bird. I don't know. It, well, it's not just in Britain. So, what about Buddha jumps over the wall? Okay, that's an interesting name of a right, dish, isn't Bu- it? Yeah, Buddha jumps off the wall. Yeah, you know, there's no jump Buddha- through the wall. Through actually, the wall, okay. So it's a, it's a famous Taiwanese dish. Yes, it's like so good, and the Buddha, even the Buddha, like cannot resist and jump through the wall to 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 eat that food.、Yeah. And actually, that food I don't think Buddha can eat. It's it's not vegetarian. <laughs> There's lots of meat inside. <laughs> well, maybe that's it's so good. Even it, the Buddha. It is、eat. so good, and I really miss that food. We can talk about this in the next episode.、Uh, okay. Let's get back to British puddings with our first unusual name. Spotted dick. <laughs> that sounds like STD. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does. I, there's always lots of jokes about about this particular name for obvious reasons. So, what is spotted dick? So it's um a sp- like a spongy pudding made with suet, which is animal fat, currants, flour, sugar, eggs, and milk. Yeah. And um and it's typically served with custard, and so the spotted part of the name refers directly to the currants. Oh, inside the pudding, so make it looks like spotted. Yeah, so it's I suppose it's like a, a soft yellow color with these the, the the black fruit dotted around. Yeah. So that's that explains that, and then、um, then the dick part. I think there's there's no definitive answer on what what that does mean.、Um, I think the the best answer is that it refers is always a related to the words dough. Or pudding, the end of pudding, and the, the etymology there. Yeah, I think there's all English name called pudding like pud dog or pud dick.、Mm. Yeah, so that so that、yeah. could be the reason why I call it spotted dick. So it doesn't really mean what we think what it means now. Oh right, yeah, definitely, no, not. definitely not. It's so weird. 
So, Jasper, have you had spotted dick before? You'll have to ask my doctor. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, no, I haven't actually. Um, how about you? No, I actually I never. I always want to try, but I never had one. Yeah, I don't know why I've not had it before. I think it's generally a lot of people have it. It's good. Com- it's a well-known comfort food. Maybe perhaps with the older generation rather than young people today. I don't know how how widely it is still eaten. Yeah, but a recent article they say you can buy it everywhere. But mm. seriously, I never seen it anywhere in London, at least. Yeah, so I, there's probably so there's a well-known cake manufacturer called Mr. Kipling who do lots of different types of cakes in the supermarket, and I'm sure Spotted Dick is one of them. And funnily enough, so the packet, so maybe if you make Spotted Dick at home, it's like a circular or like a mound, a sponge that is a mound. But in the super, in the the for this particular brand, they're like long and thin. Oh, no, that's... Uh... <laughs> not, not, not particularly thin, like an inch, uh, inch wide and like... Three inches long. <laughs> Is that a joke? They're just, they're just slices, slices. <laughs> anyway, make it worse. I'm sure we could find one. We should, we should try. We we will definitely try a spotted date. It sounds really nice, actually. I assume yeah. it's like a not that boozy Christmas pudding. Yeah, and with less, much less fruit. Oh, okay. So probably. I do like, like British it, pu- like Christmas pudding, so I think spotted dick, I, I can handle it. So I heard that in one canteen in 2008, spotted dick was renamed spotted Richard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think it's fair to say that spotted dick is the most unusually named pudding you know, in today's episode, and that's, that was our first. So <laughs> to our second... Which is eaten mess. Whoa, what a mess. Indeed. <laughs> well, quite literally. So, you, again, I think it's probably quite well known. And so it's um, strawberries, other berries, meringue, whipped cream. Have you had it before? I think I have. Recently, I did have an eaten mess milkshake. Does that count? Of course. Why? It, Why not? Okay, good. Where? Yep. I had um, I had that down at South End on Sea. Right. It did just taste like strawberry milkshake, <laughs> so, and but they charged me more money. <laughs> anyway. I never have eaten mess before, but as I know, it looks also maybe tastes a little bit trifle. What do you think? What's a big difference? So I suppose it's missing some of the ingredients in a trifle, or or at least some trifle. So there's no. Yeah, trifle doesn't have no sponge, and yep, but it has meringue. There's no jelly. Some trifles have. Yeah, also eaten mess doesn't have booze. Okay, yeah, no alcohol. Okay, so booze. Yeah, that's good. Good (laughs) colloquial word there, booze, (laughs) which means alcohol. (laughs) Good. Okay, so with the name then, so eaten mess um, associated with the the private school, the boys' private school. Eton College. Very famous one. Yes, yes, with lots of um, politicians, actors, um, influential and wealthy people in Britain and also now elsewhere in the world go to that school. Um, presumably they eat this every day because that's what make, must make 
I'm so clever. Jasper. Okay. Stop being anyway, so next... sour. <laughs> this eating mess tastes sour now. <laughs> no, no. It's a lovely summer. I think a summer, summer dessert pudding. It sounds very delicious. It ticks all my box. Yeah, I think I think very nice and simple. Yeah, I love meringue. I love strawberry. I love pudding, and I mean, I mean, I love cream.、Mm-hmm. So, do you know what's the what? Where does this it's a mask come from? Are the, they always in a mask? The name. <laughs> um. So, well, there's some debate as to where it comes from, but it's sort of, I think, late late nineteenth century cricket match, which I'm, I think you're very pleased to hear. Um. Between Eton and another public school, Harrow. Wait, I don't think it's nineteenth century. I think it's nineteen thirties. No, twentieth century. No, that story is not true because there are mentions of it in eighteen ninety three. Wow! So what? Yes, are we still we're still recording. Yes. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so just so that yeah, so there are some stories of、um, a dog knocked over those ingredients which were already prepared for a. A different dessert, and this dog, like sat on them or something, or knocked them over, and from the resulting mess,、um, the boys playing cricket still wanted to eat it. So, and what's born, eaten mess. So that, I think that story's from the 1920s or even 1930s. I'm not sure about that, but definitely 1920s, I think. But actually, there's mentions of it. As I mentioned in the 1890s, but still, I suppose that, that cricket summer. Boys' school theme is all there. Strawberry and cream. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Jasper, do you know where can we get Eton Mass? I think you get it at restaurants. I'm sure I've seen it on restaurant menus this past summer. Really? Where? I can't remember the exact name, but I'm pretty sure. I don't know. It's you'd think it. You know, in restaurants and pubs, maybe not all of them, but it is a common. And a, a very well-known、um, British dessert, just like spotted dick. Oh, this Eton mess has to be made from strawberry. I think you might see it with strawberries or other summer berries, but maybe if it's got something like banana instead, then it's not strictly speaking Eton mess. Oh, okay. Will you call it banana ma- mess? Apparently, yeah. I've not seen that, but yeah, maybe banana mess. Or there is. Also, it's got a name named after another school called Lansing Mess. Oh. Okay, let's clean up this mess、mm. and finish this Eton Mess topic and move to our third one. That's a good idea. So yes, our third unusually named British dessert is Fly's Graveyard. <laughs> yeah, like right, flies like the must like the insects fall flies. Yeah, yeah. Fly's Graveyard. Yeah. Or f- Or fly cemetery. <laughs> Who wants to eat that? Well, I'm not sure. I think I've I've never I've never seen this written down anywhere. But I thought it was really interesting and funny one, especially since referring back to Spotted Dick again. This idea of flies refers to currants, so the the berries, the fruit, and they're getting a really bad reputation. Yeah. So poor poor currants, but yeah. So fly cemetery or fly cake. Or Fly's Graveyard refers to sweet pastries filled with currants or raisins, and there's one particular、um, type, or you know, slightly related to this,、um, that we'll talk about now, and that's the Garibaldi biscuit, which is 
currants between two layers of crisp biscuit top and it's um so it's a bit crispy on the outside but then a little bit chewy with the fruit on the inside and it's it is a biscuit rather than say like a cake or a, a pudding um that we previously discussed um and yeah they're really nice and actually so it's got this interesting name garibaldi which is um like an italian name and that's because the biscuit was named after um, Italian general and unification leader Giuseppe Garibaldi. So this is in the, the mid-19th century. Yeah, and so the reason it's named after him is that he visited the UK in 1854, and he was really popular. Like, in he went, he visited up and down the country, and he was greeted with massive crowds at the time. And so the biscuit... It's, it's uncertain why exactly the biscuit is named after him, but the biscuit was um, launched, or yeah, launched um, in the same year that the, a new Italian king was declared, and so he, the victor Emmanuel II, became the the king of uh, unified Italy um, in I think eighteen sixty one, and that's the same year that the biscuit came out. Came out, so I guess the biscuit manufacturer was like jumping on the popularity or the news story that of what was happening in Italy and Garibaldi was so popular in the UK so biscuit and politics all together yeah but what why <clears throat> they become fly's graveyard oh it's just the generic name for for these type of um desserts or puddings i'm not sure i'm not sure where that comes from exactly but yeah the graveyard bit i suppose is the curious aspect not not so much the flies yeah, but but do you maybe they try to make this pudding and there's flies flying into the batter and die inside? Or maybe the the pastries or whatever that are made are covered in sugar and the the flies obviously attracted to it and they yeah. get stuck. Yeah, yeah, and then and then people think they're curried and they eat it out no. and say, mm, yummy protein protein right? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. But, it's interesting. It's like I also never had or heard about Fly's graveyard for for this couple of years I stay in England. Yeah, I think maybe I wonder if it wouldn't be put up in like maybe the only place you could see it would be like a local bakery. It's oh. not going to be in not going to be in a massive supermarket where they say Fly's graveyard <laughs> eighty pence. It's gonna. It's more like a everyday colloquial slang it's not very vegan isn't it no <laughs> well unless no if if these pastries as we think are like leading insects to their death <laughs> it's not good have you had one no so no but i've had garibaldi biscuits which comes under this category so well do you, do you like it yeah yeah definitely it's yummy mm-hmm this this biscuit also have the currants inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so like a la- like a, a middle layer of currants. Very thin. It's only a very thin biscuit. So it's like biscuit. It's like Oreo. Like because like two cookie inside have. Yeah, so it's more rectangular in shape. So longer than an Oreo, but yeah, like an Oreo in the, that it's a sandwich. Wow. So do you know the big difference between this biscuit and Fly's Graveyard? So no. So Fly's Graveyard is like a category or a generic name to describe pastries featuring currants in this way so so all the pastry have it could it could be yeah 
Really, I never heard about that. Yeah, so Fly's Graveyard is sweet pastries variety. Yeah. Filled with currants or raisins. Oh, do you know that? No. Before you Google it. (laughs) Yes, hello. He he doesn't know that. No, but that's why part of this, (laughs) hopefully the idea is that this foodcast will help educate you and me as well as our listeners. (laughs) So, So you know more about British food now? Well, it sounds like it. It's not a bad thing. But surprisingly, you know lots about Fly's Graveyard. The history, I'm very surprised. Oh, just that one example. I thought it was interesting. The Garibaldi biscuit. Yeah. yeah it's well known again and just the interesting story behind it. Yeah. So the next time when we go traveling, we should look out for Fly's Graveyard. Yeah, definitely. Definitely be nice. <laughs> okay, so let's move on from this graveyard history. Okay. Yeah, it's fascinating. I love Fly's Graveyard. I hope you guys have a mosquito graveyard, maybe Beetle's Graveyard. <laughs> maybe we can think of a recipe for that. Beetles, I don't know, like prunes? They're bigger. <laughs> no, yeah, if currants are flies, ah, then, and then, then prunes can be beetles. You guys should have a crockroach graveyard mm-hmm. made from pecan. Okay, okay. Pecan looks exactly crockroach. Yeah. It will be so yummy and crunchy, and you can say protein. It would be protein. very crunchy, yeah, yeah, yeah. And long-lasting on history, <laughs> like cockroach, a yeah, living fossil. Yeah, good. <laughs> That's so disgusting. It's not that bad. Yeah, I think it could be a very good idea, actually. Eating insects is a trend, isn't it? Mm. Right? So you guys are pretty like a pioneer on this thing. Who's you guys? British. My family. No. <laughs> British. Like, uh, you know, oh, okay. we have Fly's Graveyard. Oh, right. Okay, good. So, we finally finished this graveyard? I think so. Topic. I think we've said everything there is. Everything we know. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> like, it's kind of limited now, but I think I will want to dig more in the future. Hmm. But this is the first episode. We don't want to throw you lots of stuff. Mm, save something. Yeah, save yeah. something for the future. Good strategy. Yes. And now we move on to another one. This one I know. I really, really like it. Yes. So our fourth unusually named British dessert is... Flapjack. Yes. I I keep calling it Flatjack well, y- for a really long time. Yes, and nobody understands what I'm trying to say. Well, and but it turns out... You're not so wrong because that first part, flap, does relate to the word flat. Really? Yeah. Apparently. <laughs> now I'm now I'm very happy about that. Yes, yeah. So you weren't you weren't too wrong. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh I'm just saying the old English. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Really stressing the history of the of the food. Right. So it's um so nowadays it's a it's a, it's like a sweet snack um and it's made of oats butter brown sugar and golden syrup and it's like a baked bar so it's quite thick you can get some with fruit inside or not and sometimes they could be very hard and tough otherwise other times it'd be a bit softer um depending i suppose how long it's baked for as i know it's a bit like the granola bar or Mm. energy bar Mm -hmm. yeah so the first time i come to uk i saw this and then I was like, "What's this? Why? Why? Why have this interesting name?" 
and then it becomes my favorite, especially like during the break, like between classes. I just oh, yeah. have one. Yeah. I just have a flat flat jack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, you're sticking to that name. I have right? so many flavor. I'm very surprised, and it's not dry. You said no. it could be hard. But if it's, it's ba- I think if it's ba- done badly. Yeah. If no, you good. bake it. Okay. <laughs> hey, don't get personal. But it's 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 very soft. It's it's mm. it's mm, smooth, soft, and a buttery, and it's just so good. Normally, I don't really like oat, but this dessert or snack mm. was really good. Yeah, it's good for energy. Yeah, with the oats there. It's... Yeah, the calories are a bit shocking as well. Yeah, don't I wouldn't look at that. <laughs> Do you like it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think you had it very often. I assume. Yeah, reasonably often. It's quite easy to make, you know, just mix everything together essentially, and then. So, what's the ingredients? Do you know that? Oh, well, you I, just said. I did. Yes, sorry, I, I didn't listen. And for everyone else who wasn't listening. <laughs> the... Well, he talk is really like English listening test for me, so I just. But also, I think it makes you fall asleep, <laughs> right? So, so oats, butter, brown sugar, and golden syrup. I think golden syrup is the key. All the recipe I know about flapjack, I tried to make it several times.、Mm-hmm. You always require golden syrup,、okay. and I this is one of the reason why I hasn't、uh, introduced to my Taiwanese reader, because it's difficult to get golden syrup in Taiwan. Yeah, it's not a common ingredient.、Mm-hmm. So if I keep saying how great it is, and they cannot make it at home, so what's the point? It's be sad. Yeah. Must make it. Must make it kind of you. Well, so you might think golden syrup is a really important ingredient. Well, until nineteen thirty-five, there wasn't actually oats inside. So it's only since then that oats has become a staple of flapjack. So if we go back to sort of the sixteenth century, flapjack referred to a flat tart,、um, and then it a bit later it was mostly connected with apple tart.、Ooh. So very different to. Now, what we've described, and actually, so in, back in that time, there's a reference to it in a, a play by William Shakespeare. About. So he, the dialogue mentions flapjack, and in that context, it's referring to a, a flat tart. But why a tart is flat? Does somebody step on it, or? Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> why? Why a flat tart? It sounds so weird. Yeah. Well, tarts are quite flat anyway. Yeah. So, so why are you even saying <laughs> it's a flat? How he can be flatter? Apparently, did Shakespeare say more about this? No. No, it's just a passing reference. Maybe he's even not mean a tart. He doesn't mean that. He didn't mean that's a tart. I'm not sure. I don't know. But I think I think so. Yeah. Based on what others have written about it, it is. Yeah, but but now flat. Flapjack is very popular everywhere. It's very easy to get. Oh, definitely every supermarket. It is. Really, yeah, and you really can get、easy. like um, like a, a larger box of small squares that you can share, or you can find them like in a larger tray. Again, you cut that up and have it, or like individually wrapped ones, like you said, to have to have for snack after lecture or between breaks or whatever. So, what's your favorite flavor of flapjack?、Um, I think, like original.、Uh, so、oh right, yeah, with, you like no, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. I haven't finished. Original with, <laughs>、uh, with fruit. So I think yeah, it's really nice with fruit inside. So what fruit? Oh,、uh, raisins. Flies.、Uh, or sultanas. Yeah. <laughs> spotted. Yeah, spotted flapjack. 
Yeah. That's nice. I think it just adds a little something extra and they're, they're good for you, so. I actually like the plain one as well. Just buttery and, and syrupy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's, what's to go wrong? And I think I've seen some with like raspberries in, maybe, and other. Yeah, and yogurt frosting, something like this. I saw. Okay, maybe. Yeah. It was really interesting. I think like it's so common, but it's so um common outside UK, as I. Uh, yeah, or maybe I I'm so not I know nothing about the outside world. Well, I suppose the clo- as you mentioned, the closest relative would be the like, granola bar. Yes, and it's yes. like the varieties that there are of that. So yeah, that they are. Related. But I think flatjack it's way more smoother. Like the texture is very. It's different. It's just different than granola bar. Mm-hmm. I like granola bar as well, but I would not say they're the same thing. I think they're very different for me. Yeah. I granola bar is more like crunchy stuff inside. But as I remember, flatjack is like something you can quickly finish. Like you don't need to chew that much. You just rah, 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 rah. Yeah, with a coffee, <laughs> and immediately like oh, boost uh, like energy up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's well, okay? So they're cousins rather than siblings. Yes, still cannot marry to each other. <laughs> 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 yes. So we surprisingly we quickly finished the flapjack topic. I thought we would talk a lot about this. And you got anything else to say? I... No. <laughs> yeah, <that's... laughs> I... There we go. So. I know nothing. <laughs> so, uh, should we flap this Jack? Um, oh, oh, wait, wait, but we haven't said why Jack. Yeah, why, why you call it Jack? Jack means lots of things. Means yeah. loo, means, means toilet, you know? No. Maybe in America. No. I heard about that. Oh, that's John. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> Jack is a, a nickname for John. Yeah. So you're not you're not far off there. So I think going back to flapjack and Jack in that context. So as we sort of identified, it refers to a lot of things, or is a common reference word, Jack. Um, so take the word lumberjack. It just means a man or person who works with wood, chopping wood. Mm-hmm. So it's just in that con, it means person essentially. Mm-hmm. And so if you hear flapjack, I think it just means common thing. Oh, so it's a it's a flat thing. It is quite flat, but not really that flat. <laughs> no, I suppose not. But anyway, it's called flap jack, yes. not flat jack. No. Yeah, but it's not also flapping or. No, well, I've already said that the that flap comes from flat. Yeah, so it's very confusing, isn't it? Probably, yeah. Well, that's why we chose it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it is interesting that like a flap jet. It's not flap means like yeah, like a bird's wings. They flap. Yes. So, but I think in the action of flapping something, maybe in the kitchen, if you've got it, you take it out the oven and then you turn it upside down and you flap it onto the table. I don't remember you need to do that when you make a flap jet. You don't need to, but maybe who knows? Maybe that's where it comes from. That's funny. I think it's sort of in that action. In yeah, yeah, it could be. It could be. Or, or, or somebody just keeps saying it wrong, like me. Potentially, it could be like a pronunciation. Okay, so I think we really finished everything we know mm-hmm. so far about flapjack. Yeah. Yeah. Good time to move on. So, our fifth and final unusually named British dessert is... 
Knickerbocker Glory. I know this one. I know this oh, one. Okay, tell us more. I first first time I heard or read about this is on Harry Potter. Yes, yes. So I think the first Harry Potter. Yeah, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Right, very long name. Anyway, also quite beginning. Because yes. that time I tried to say, okay, I gotta practice my English reading, so I start from Harry Potter okay. because I really, really like it. And then so I I recognized this word. I was like Google is like what the hell are they talking about? It's like Harry Potter's cousin, that chubby one. Mm-hmm. They are in the London Zoo. I think. Yeah, Dudley, his cousin. Yeah, and then he he had one there, and Harry only can have a very cheap uh other lolly no stick I th- something. Isn't it that Dudley ordered it? And he wasn't happy that there wasn't enough ice cream. Oh, yeah, maybe. And then he made a big fuss and his dad got him a new one and Harry got the the one Dudley didn't want. Yes, right. Very yeah. symbolic. Is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> Surprise, you know so much about Harry Potter. You you don't read. I've, I've read... Or... What have I read? How many books are there? Seven? Seven, I think. I think I've read six. Oh, boo. Yeah, I didn't... I've <laughs> seen the films though. <laughs> Boo. The book is better. Yeah. I think. Yeah, probably. Anyway, so come back to Knickerbocker Glory. Yeah. So what is that? So it's an ice cream sundae. Um, so it's gonna have, most of them will have ice cream, fruit, cream. Nuts and some sauce, but I think there's so many different choices, and so it's really like extravagant in terms of all those those things I've just listed. And so it's um, served in a tall glass, and you eat it with a distinctively long spoon. So why call it knickerbucker? Again, I think there's not a definitive answer. So there's different ideas about this and whether. Um, in the early 19th century, this writer called Washington Irving, writing under the name, the sort of fake Dutch name, Dietrich Knickerbocker, wrote a history of New York. And it could be that when the, the dessert became popular in the 20th century, it was referring back to, back to that. And from New York, we're not too sure. Um, and actually, that Knickerbocker actually became a, a nickname for descendants of Dutch settlers in New York in the 19th century. Anyway, so Knickerbocker is also... A clothes, right? A boy's yeah, clothes. Yeah, high, high trousers. Yeah. Again, maybe that could be related. And I thought with, it's because they're surfing those kind of boys' school. Oh, okay. Yeah, Knickerbocker glory. Maybe. They don't, yeah. And maybe high trousers is high like the, the glass that it's served in. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Um, also, I've read I've read that there's an there was an ice company. Yeah. Late nineteenth century, early twentieth century, called Knickerbocker and Company, who delivered ice. Again, you know, ice mm-hmm. connected to ice cream and the dessert, so it could be that. Also, there was a Knickerbocker Hotel in New York. Really. Maybe they served it there. Wow. So yeah, there's all these interesting. And sort of colourful stories. I think that's true for all the all the desserts we've featured. Yes. Um, and a little bit of mystery. Yes. Which is interesting in itself. There's yes, a dessert with not... mystery. Yeah. Knickerbocker glory. <laughs> yes, it's good. Uh, yeah. So I don't. Um, I don't think I've ever had one actually. You never had one. No, 
Have you? We should have one in zoo. We should. We should. We should reenact. We should go to the London Zoo and order that. Yes. And then you can't finish and give it to me. Oh no! But I'm, I feel like I'm more like that chubby cousin. No. <laughs> <laughs> and you look like Harry. Maybe I. Yeah, I guess. Joshua yeah. really looks a bit like Harry Potter. And I can put my glasses on. Yeah, I he do. got Harry Potter glasses, and he got black hair. He got mm. relatively green eyes. He just doesn't have that thunder scar. Wow. <laughs> he does look like Harry Potter. <laughs> but he's taller. Yes, and a better actor. Okay. Jasper, <laughs> I really like Daniel. He's quite hot. Yeah, I think he was young. Yeah, so yeah. you can't blame him. Why don't you audition for Harry Potter? You look like him. I don't know. Yeah, back then you should. Oh, you should. Yeah, I'm probably the right age. Yes, I think so. Yeah, Damn yeah. I think Daniel is like like our our age. I think. Right, my age. Yeah. How old is Daniel? Not Craig. Not Daniel Craig. <laughs> yes, I look like Daniel Craig. <laughs> no, no, the other Daniel, the one I forgot his last name. Daniel Radcliffe. Yes. I don't know. Let's have a quick look. Uh, oh, he's not my age. Yeah, he, he is your age. No, he's not my age. He's not my age. He's no, thirty-one he's, years old now. He's not my age. <laughs> so maybe that's why I was slightly too young. What a shame. Well, you <sighs> can be his friend. Yeah. So, do you think we can make Nickelbacker glory at all? Yeah, definitely. So, you maybe the most tricky thing would be having the the glass, the tall glass to put it in. But yeah. if you're not too fussy, you could just use like a wine glass or a bowl, I suppose. But maybe that doesn't, strictly speaking not be a knickerbocker glory but yes i think so the ingredients ice cream fruit cream nuts and sauce and whatever you want is not difficult to put together and it's just like a, like a pizza hut like with the the dessert you just make it at whatever you want right so and i think most like most of these they're not too difficult to make at home well so knickerbocker glory and eaten mess you just yeah put it together yeah. as you want and that's then it's done Sort of the the ones that require baking, spotted dick, but it's, it's you steam it. You don't bake it. Okay, so steam it. Yeah, true. Um, and flapjack. There's not many ingredients for either of yeah, those. Yeah, that's I'd pretty say. easy. Yeah. And Fry's graveyard. You forgot a graveyard. Oh, and then it depends on which variety of which type of graveyard you go for. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think that's maybe one of the good things about about all of these is that they're. If they are so simple. yeah, sorry, but if they are so easy to make, why you never have any of them? Not 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 any of them. Why you? Oh, good question. Your mom tried to make it before, or you never think about making? Yeah, it? Yeah, never think about making it. What's your favorite British pudding? Ice cream. If you are yeah, British and you are furious now, you can come. Kill him. <laughs> I don't know. No, I like cakes. What kind of cakes? Um, fruit cake. That's lovely, isn't it? What do you think about fruit cake? I do like fruit cake, but not the one you bake. <laughs> Jasper is famous for baking a fruit cake, and it was super dry. It's like incredibly dry. About not. It's every, like a stove. Not every time, it was just one especially bad. He he never admit that was bad, and then he hide it in a tin. And I also have a picture of a cake 
and then we just forget that thing for a couple weeks. Yes, we did. And then when we finally open that thing, that whole fruitcake becomes uh. So it had some orange fuzzy mold. Yeah, Mass- like, it was a massive. It just covered it. It like. only covers mold. It's like a cat inside. It's like yeah. a cat sleep inside, <laughs> or or like a a, a volcano just. Mm-hmm. Erupted, yeah. Yes, I was like, "Wow, what's that stuff you make? Now it looks delicious." Okay, okay. <laughs> so we finished this five interesting mm-hmm. British pudding. Yeah, yeah. So if you ever come to London, or no, no shit. If you if you ever come to the UK, you are very welcome to try all those. Five interesting puddings. Yeah, definitely, and, and we, we too should start trying them. Yeah, this is a bit sad. Like we talk about this, but actually, I, I, I never tried most of it. Not most of it. I have, yeah, most of it. Yes, okay. Yeah, but I'm happy to try. I think next time we should try it and tell people what we think. Well, maybe that's the start of the next episode. We'll let everyone know. Yeah, no worries. It's really not episode two will be like this. I, I don't think anybody will be looking forward to listen to that. Well, I am. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. And, and Jasper said making this podcast making really hungry. Yeah, I'm really hungry right now. Very <laughs> hungry because all the we milk, should, dick, about flies somehow make you hungry, isn't it? <laughs> yes, just saying food, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, should we, should we finish this? Yeah, let's wrap it up. So, yeah, we hope you've enjoyed this premiere episode of the podcast and have learnt a little bit more about the British desserts we've mentioned, but also maybe learnt something about us. Um, And, yeah, hopefully you'll give them a a try in the future. So, also, if you've heard of any other um, unusual names or you're just curious about some British desserts, let us know and we can um, get back to you. So, if you've um, you can follow When the Cake Talks on Facebook and Instagram. And yeah, you can just direct message. Um, or um, when we upload the podcast, you can leave us a few comments about what you've thought. And if you did have any questions, that would be fantastic to um, hear from you. Yes. But I think there's something important we need to mention is that even when we talk about all those interesting deep pudding, it doesn't mean all the British eat that, right? Oh, yes. Well, as, you, as we've sort of revealed in this discussion, some seem although they might be common and well known you probably don't you don't have them every day so don't we don't not eating not eating um sausages and mashed potato followed by a spotted dick yes. and a cup of tea every yeah day. yeah <laughs> yeah that is st- stereotype yeah it's it's not also like what we comment about all those food it doesn't really maybe it's not really even affect or the truth we we try to make sure everything have a a solid resource but what we say is like our own opinion, so... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I think the best way is for everyone to see for themselves. Yes, yes, yes. You can tell us if you try. Tell us what you think. Yeah. Yeah, we're Definitely. really interested. Uh, thank you for today. Thank you for thank you for listening today. Yeah, and if, please rate the podcast and tune in for the next episode. Yes, I hope you like it. So goodbye from When the Cake Talks podcast. Bye. Goodbye.